Hello and welcome to Yes Do I Do, your wedding planning podcast. My name is Jack Brister and I'm your co-host today. I'm joined, as always, by Chris Piercy. Today was our second Facebook Live episode. We talk about wedding entertainment and how to get the most from your entertainment on your wedding day. We also play a new game of bingo with Chris's new book. This is how we got on. Welcome to the Yes Do I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy. So, Jack... Entertainment weddings, what about it? I think it's uh, an incredibly important thing to have. I agree. End of podcast. And de- definitely, definitely Sorted. Have a pod- Yeah, have entertainment. It's a good idea. So for me, the um, the key thing for wedding entertainment is that you should you should think beyond the DJ or the band in the evening. Um, because there's so much more you can have and it's obviously not just a magician I know uh, you know whenever anyone uh, hey Brett nice to see you um, whenever anyone sort of books entertainment or thinks about entertainment the band or the DJ are the first thing that come to mind perhaps a photo booth of some sort but they never really consider daytime entertainment as much uh, and I think that's something that is massively overlooked and um I think that's something that we certainly have a lot of experience doing, so can certainly talk about as well. I don't know what you think about that, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I, I say to couples literally that that it is the most overlooked thing about a wedding. Um, it's um, it really is something that needs to be considered because if you're having a traditional kind of format to your day, there are two two-hour periods where there really isn't very much going on. Um, you know, there's there's the break between the wedding, uh, sorry, the ceremony finishing and the wedding breakfast starting, and the break between the uh, wedding breakfast finishing and the evening starting. I mean, you've got four hours, sometimes more than that, where there actually isn't anything going on for guests. I mean, people say, oh, they'll, we've got some, uh, we've got some canapes and we've got some drinks. You know, they'll they'll be they'll be happy doing that. It's like, well, they'll be okay. You know, your wedding's not going to be a, a failure or anything if you don't sort something out in that time. But you know, if people I always like to think of it as a way of rewarding your guests. I mean, um, I think that people make an awful lot of we- uh, effort for weddings. And I read a, I think it was an article that Nat West put out, strangely enough, that the reason that 25% of guests who aren't attending a wedding don't attend is because of the uh, the expense of it. So maybe they're having to take up days off work, maybe they're having to buy a new dress, maybe they're having to buy a new outfit. Um, you know, the, all sorts of different things that go into it, accommodation, present, etc., etc. Um, it's a big expense. So to then have them stand around bored at your wedding day seems a little bit um, wrong, <laughs> to, to put it quite bluntly. Uh, and a kind of a, a relatively small investment in entertainment compared to your kind of overall budget is a, is, is a pretty wise thing to do, I think. Yeah, I think um, I read a similar article. I don't know if it was Nat West, but someone put out saying it cost the average um, guest about four to five hundred pounds. I think it was to attend a wedding. Yeah. When you consider time off work and you consider the expenses that you have to do hair, if a, you know hair, makeup, if you're going all out and you dress and all those kind of things, you need to think about as well. And those costs add up. So people are spending a lot of money. Um, coming along and being at your wedding so i feel like you know giving them something is is a reasonable thing to do and brett who is a magician but he's also a um lookalike he is a lookalike for 
Gareth from The Office, and he works with a um, Gar- uh, Ricky Gervais lookalike as well. It's something I would never consider as wedding entertainment, um, because you when you first think about wedding entertainment, you think about the evening, so the daytime is something that needs to be filled, and a look lookalike is quite a nice little thing to have, especially if you've got a themed wedding. If you've yeah. got an office-themed wedding, then you should definitely have Brett there uh, as a walkabout uh, and just looking like Gareth from The Office. I mean, I can't imagine too many people have The Office-themed weddings, but, you know, I'm sure it, it happens on occasion. Um, I, I think uh, it's know, more the, the point you, that um, if you're really big fans of The Office, then you'd have something like that, you know. you wouldn't have. To, I don't think anyone's ever going to have an office-themed wedding because that's just ridiculous. It would be amazing, though, wouldn't it? no. <laughs> it would be <laughs> it would be funny for about an hour and then everyone would go oh my god this is awful and tragic what the hell it would be tragic yeah. <laughs> it would be really tragic but <laughs> if you're big fans of the office then having lookalikes would be yeah why not you know um i, I mean i i think that one of the things that i don't quite get is when you look at your wedding budget and look at how much you're spending and particularly when you're looking at the food and the drink i mean if you're if you're going for a budget wedding then this is different you know but if you're if you're booking somewhere nice and you're you know you're paying good money for good food and you're feeding you're feeding and watering your guests you know each one of those guests is probably costing you anywhere between 50 and 150 pounds a head you know depending on what what's going on I so let's say you and then people can go right, my entertainment budget is 300 pounds or something stupid like that for for like the afternoon and you think well you know if you've got 100 guests and you're let's make the maths easy say you've got 100 guests um and there's you're paying 80 pound a head for food and drink for them so you're paying spending eight grand on those on those guests those 100 guests and then you go right oh i can only stretch to 300 pounds for some entertainment so on top of that 80 pounds you're spending on keeping them there throughout the day fooding food and water and alcohol uh, you're not willing to spend another three pounds, or you're not willing to spend more than three pounds a head on entertainment. So it just, it just doesn't make sense for an entertainment budget to be like less than five percent of what your food and drink budget is for them. But yeah, I think that's perfectly. I think that's reasonable. And for me, it's and I've said this on the podcast before, and I imagine I'll say it again and again and again. Is that people generally remember two things about an event? They remember the food and the funny. And for for me, I feel like to a certain extent, if those are the two things people are going to remember the most, you kind of need to have a budget that reflects that. Um, and we're we're not saying by any means that you need to blow your whole budget on food and entertainment. Um, but I think it they are two key considerations to think about when you are planning your wedding and how you're going to budget things out. So, Jack, I know the answer to this, but in your own words. Um, why do you think it is important to have afternoon entertainment? Because um, it's an awful long time to not do anything for a start. I mean, if you go from uh, the, I mean, the the drinks reception in and of itself, everyone's really happy and kind of excited because you've just got married. So you know everyone's going to be on, you know, the highest point of the day because they're really happy for you, if nothing else. And you go off with your photos done and everyone else sort of and I'm sure you know most people watching will have done this before where they've kind of gone what are we going to do for two hours <laughs> True. and you make small talk uh, for ten minutes and then you kind of sit around waiting for the food to arrive yep. 
or you, in some cases you just have to stand around waiting for the food to arrive and eat as many canapes as you can and try and drink as much free champagne as possible um, You're and, classy, and I think that's I am the classiest <laughs> of classy people uh, so, <laughs> um, so I think it's an incredibly important thing to consider that period in and of itself having something there whatever it might be it doesn't have to be magic of course it doesn't because um, not everyone likes or loves magic as much as perhaps we do um, but something needs to be there for sure and yeah why not magic because it's great but yeah I think well, well, the, yeah. The, the, the other important consideration at that time is that it's at a time when the alcohol consumption is at its lowest so anyone who's potentially socially awkward or you know needs a drink to kind of get going a little bit uh, that's when they're going to be least communicative for me um, if we go on to I <coughs> perhaps some ideas for wedding plan uh, for wedding entertainment mm-hmm. that perhaps people might not think of because yep. you know whilst magicians are an option we will be honest and there are other options out there because uh, we're not here you know we didn't start this podcast to sell to you uh, we started it to provide genuine helpful advice Chris is nodding his head saying we're here purely to sell to you um, <laughs> I, I was agreeing um, with you, not disagreeing with you. It was, it was a okay. nod. Yeah. Nod of yes. So, oh, Nick's here. Nice to see you, Nick. Uh, hope you're well. I worked uh, with Nick a couple of weeks ago at a wedding. Um, really nice guy. So, yeah. A couple of ideas for wedding entertainment that isn't magic. So people can, you know, if they don't want a magician, they can think about other ideas that they can go away with um, and use. Are you asking, is that a question to me? It's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, quite, it's kind of an um, open question, I suppose, owls. really. Owls. Owls. Yeah. I've, not, I've never seen an owl. At, I've seen videos of owls at weddings, but I've never actually been to one with, a, with an owl there. Um, what do they do? Um, they sit there looking like owls, and people go, cool, can I have a picture of that owl? And they get a selfie with an owl, and then they're happy, and then the next person comes along and goes, can I have a selfie with that, that barn owl? Yes, you can. And they get a selfie with that barn owl. Right. And then they put it on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, that was that was an awful joke. Um, I'm so not some proud things of that. that perhaps no, I wouldn't be. You, you, <laughs> so you've obviously got magicians. You've got caricaturists are a great thing to have yeah. uh, during the days as daytime entertainment. Something uh, going slightly off uh, caricaturists that you don't see very often at weddings at all. In fact, I've only ever seen one, and that's a portrait painter. A portrait and painter. She will, they will paint. Well, uh, sorry, land. Uh, yeah, portrait painter. I think that's the right. They do it in oils and spend like three months they, on it. <laughs> no, they paint your they paint your wedding day. What? Never Have you seen of, this. Never heard of that. No, I, I thought you were going down it's really another interesting. route. I thought you were going on another route. Yeah, that, um, which I'm going to go um, to in a minute. But okay, but yeah, that's that's something that people don't necessarily even know about. Obviously, I mean, Chris has done you know hundreds of weddings and he's never heard of it before. Um, but it's a really nice thing. They paint kind of the the room and your guests around the tables and some of them are standing. They just kind of create a general overview of your reception and your, your breakfast. It's really, really cool. Or you could just get a photo. You could just or get a photo, I, but it's not quite the same as going and watching this person paint it whilst it's going yeah, on. Yeah, I guess the, 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 the creation of that in front of your eyes is kind of quite something... So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I thought you were going to go into when you said uh, about that was that you were going to talk about silhouette cutters. Oh, yes. If you haven't. No, if, but yeah. They are 
pretty incredible. If you haven't seen a uh, professional silhouette cutter before, then it is it is quite something to behold. Um, I mean, typically this is done during the wedding breakfasts. They'll kind of go up to a table and they'll kind of they'll literally just they'll have a pair of scissors. Uh, and some black card, and they'll literally just stand side on to someone uh, and just literally trim out their profile um, and then mount it on a bit of uh, paper with like, wedding day um, uh, stationery or whatever you want to do, uh, and then hand that out as a little souvenir. So it's a bit like having a caricature done, but it's much classier and much more like the sort of thing that you're, you're really going to treasure because, I mean, some of the detail that they, they get into it is quite staggering really so that's that's where I thought you were going with that but that's is a uh, another option yeah that's good uh something else that I've seen at a wedding is a um uh, a mini golf course mini putt uh, like putt putt golf we just have matching brains because I was about to say that yeah were you yeah um which I I always love I love it when I ever sit when I see one of those there I'm like yep uh, I'm definitely having to go around there. Yeah, that's what I'm doing on my break while everyone's having the wedding breakfast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a. I've not actually been to a wedding that's got one yet, um, but I'm aware that it exists. I've, I had an inquiry a couple of weeks ago for October 2021, like you do, um, and obviously they, they are booking a uh, a mini golf thing. So I'm like, well, I'm there basically because <laughs> you're sold. I'm sold. I'm half my feed just so I get to go on the mini golf course because that sounds great um yeah let's just so we're like we're covering all options that's I'm, I'm assuming and i think it's a very safe assumption i'm assuming that a portrait painter um is going to be an absolute fortune right um it well it depends i i don't know i have no idea i've not booked one i've uh, just seen them at weddings I, I would imagine that i mean that is a, a, a an incredible skill set and I'm guessing oh, it's an incredible skill yeah so yes. in my head that should be really expensive so I'm just thinking just so we're kind of covering all bases what are the kind of cheaper options that you've seen that kind of work quite well if you get like because I mean, maybe people have literally got nothing or they've got very little um, what, so what can what can you kind of DIY yourself what can I you suppose? do yeah so my instant thought when it comes to this is things like lawn games and uh, carnival games and things like that um, yeah, but I mean, it, obviously, it's got to fit in with the theme of your wedding. So if if you're getting married at a very grand castle and it's very kind of classy and everything else, um, and then you kind of have a coconut shy. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying don't, but it doesn't kind of work together quite well. Whereas you know, a, a kind of coconut shy or you know something like or hoopla thing is going to fit perfect if you've got a kind of outside marquee festival style wedding. Um, yeah. Marcus Bailey has a question. The lovely Marcus Bailey is a magician based in Southampton. Uh, do you think it makes a difference to a customer if you take the time to meet up with them? Any supplier that is. Um, I think that we've covered this quite uh, extensively. Extensively in, in, elsewhere. Yeah, in various episodes of the podcast. Um, yeah. When, I, you know, no matter who's, who the supplier is, no matter what they do, you know, you've got to get on with them. They've got to be... You've got to think of them as almost like a friend, you know. If, yeah. If 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 you're if you book a supplier and you're like, oh god, that person's really like pissing me off, <laughs> then yeah, then the chances are you've probably booked the wrong person, you know. If um, yeah, you you have some like for me, I have some clients who will email me kind of periodically just to kind of check in. There'll be ones that are emailing me all the time with every little detail, and there's some that are kind of very 
kind of just email me when they absolutely have to. And all of those things is absolutely fine. And no matter how they do it, I'm always like, cool, yeah, like just respond. Yes, this this can be completely dynamic and be completely open to any changes. I mean, some people have like changed their wedding the time they want me to start multiple times, and it's all just fine, you know. And that's that's how I like to to be about it, Um, because don't necessarily have to meet up with them, but I'd say you have to talk to people on the phone. Um, Oh, for sure. Imagine, can you imagine? Can you imagine like you book a magician's let's say for your wedding? and you're really happy what what you've seen of them do on the, on the videos or something. They turn up at your wedding and they've got the most annoying voice you could possibly imagine, like and like for whatever it just it just really grates with you. And that is then permanently part of your day. And because you hadn't spoken to them on the phone, um, you didn't know that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, very true. And uh, Brett has put a couple of DIY ideas in. Um, so this is if you know because we want to make sure we cover all bases for entertainment options uh, you can if you've got a side room at your venue you can put set up an xbox or a disney film room uh playstation 4 thing that kind of stuff alternatively you can um if it obviously if it fits in with your style you can use board games or things like that because most people have board games lying around you know or you can pick them up at um charity shops cheap so those are things you could do you know, there are all sorts. Just think about things you like doing. Yeah. And then you've got a basis for your wedding entertainment right there. I, I mean, I, I, I can't say, to be perfectly honest, that I'd like a wedding that had a PS4 or an Xbox in another room. I mean, for the kids, fine. Uh, but, you know, for adults going and sneaking off and playing three hours of FIFA, uh, it's... Amazing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, sorry, I missed the speeches. Uh, I, I got a, I got a Bournemouth to the Champions League final. Uh, I mean, that's taking some doing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, for, for the kids, maybe. Um, I've I've uh, I've ride it. Yeah, uh, massive Jenga always a, always a hit with people. Yeah, massive Jenga's. Um, and, yeah, massive uh, for Connect Four. Those kind of things. Not massive chess. No, because I just... I would wager I would wager my fortune, which isn't much, but I would wager my fortune. It'll be it'll be uh, I'll have more money once my book sold lots of copies. Bing! There you go. That was a free one for you. Um, I'd wager my fortune that a game of chess at a wedding has never been completed. <laughs> I think for a, a side room for the kids, massive box of Lego, and that's probably going to entertain yeah. some of the adults as well. So um, you can beg, borrow, or steal that um, just for those sort of options um i mean i think what we didn't mention uh well actually i I think i started to mention then i got cut off is the fact that one of the biggest reasons for entertainment is because uh, i always i always say that you've got uh six groups of people coming together on a wedding um you've got uh partner i'm gonna i'm gonna say bride and groom here but as you well know we're very happy that um gay marriage is acceptable now uh so just so i don't have to say bride or groom you know, so many times just to cover that. Um, so you've got bride one's family, uh, you've got bride one bride's friends, uh, and you've got uh, bride's uh, work colleagues. You've got groom's uh, family, groom's friends, groom's work colleagues. You've got those kind of six things that you're trying to yeah. intertwine together. And there's a chance that some people already know each other, uh, but then there's also the chance that they don't know each other at all. I and mean, I literally had an inquiry come in uh, before we started this about someone who said they've got people, they've got family coming in from all over the country. Most of them have never met each other. 
uh, and they want to book they want to book some entertainment because they really want everyone to, to get everyone to get along and it, for it to all go smoothly and you know that that inquiry that's that inquiry coming in says that someone already knows the value that you know not just myself but entertainment is going to bring because you know it's there, there can be other things that break the ice between people and kind of keep that day flowing at the time but it's probably not going to be the color of the chair sashes that you're kind of stressing over or it's not going to be you know the, the flowers or something like that you know that 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 isn't going to quite cut it whereas you know some, some entertainment um, and, and i do genuinely think that magic is the best form of entertainment at weddings I, 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 and the reason it is this magic just in general baffles the hell out of people and the first the first thing that people either think or say when they get really kind of baffled is how they did you do that and it, mm. al although like, it's like a rhetorical question um, the, the other people around them are thinking the same thing and then they literally have some a common talking point they go well he must have done or you know oh no but then because he oh uh, and then they have a, a the ice has literally been smashed in front of their very eyes um, and they have a common talking point instantly that not only um, do they want to talk about but it actually warrants discussion as well so but yeah I would say that because I'm a magician yeah and I mean you author. are we are both slightly biased are you an author I'm an author did you know bing. I did you hide a book out you've mentioned it bing once or twice yeah <laughs> um, yeah and I think the great advantage of magic over any other form of entertainment uh, at a wedding is from a bride and groom's point from a bride and groom's sort of planning of a day's point of view is that we turn up with a suitcase and that's it it's it is us and a case and that's pretty much it you know we we get out, we get in and we go yep. so there's no messing about in terms of setting up anything or anything like that which i think is a great advantage of magic over most other forms of entertainment I think that in general, just the any kind of walkabout type entertainment has a huge advantage, and that's because of the uh, how dynamic it is. Now, for instance, mm. if let's say it's a beautiful sunny day, I'm out performing at the back of the castle or whatever, whatever it might be, or the country house. It starts raining. All I have to do to move inside is this, and that, just move in. Uh, yeah, assuming I'm that close to the door, of course. If you're listening to this live, <laughs> I just move a small amount to my right. Um, yeah, and another thing that I do particularly, and I think I know that you do this as well, Jack. And this is a really great option if you uh, if you do book a magician, is if you can get them to do something up in front of everyone as well. Uh, so, so at the beginning or end of the wedding breakfast, depending on how it's going to work best, uh, a performance by a magician up in front of everyone um, is a really really great option because not only does it guarantee that everyone will see something it also means the kind of the people who are perhaps a bit introvert or a bit of a shrinking violet who maybe don't want to have a trick done to them on like on a one-on-one -on -one basis or even in a small group they can sit and they can watch that and they can take that all in um without without feeling like they are being put on the spot or anything like that so it's uh, it guarantees kind of that everyone gets entertained at in the way in which they want to be entertained as well yeah I think that's very true and I think that's that's something that needs to be thought about is how people want to be entertained and if you can cover as many bases as your budget will allow then so much the better in my view um, but I think 
that about it ends us for today well thank you so much for joining us and uh, we will be back next week who's on next week uh, the Italian Villa. We are joined by uh, Frankie oh, Murphy. Oh yes, still Yeah, Frankie Murphy from the Italian Villa, his wedding coordinator, talking about top tips for um, choosing your wedding venue. So uh, yeah, some uh, absolute gold in there. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Yes to I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes to I Do Podcast. <laughs>